Hey, this is James Gunn. You're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour at Riotcast.com. Is that right? friends welcome back once again to another episode of mad scientist party hour my name's kevin Kraft, joined by a man going full winnie the pooh who has his boner stuck in a honey pot that's jeff clark is that all top no bottom yeah uh and beaming to us from the vietnam jungle the bearded bar of gold known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. I wonder what's worse or like what's scarier. The Vietnam jungle or the Amazon? Without enemy combatants animals, in it? Really. What's up? With no enemy enemy combatants in either? Yeah, I mean... If if the Vietnam jungle has Charlie shooting at you, it's it's a no contest. What about cannibals? Do either have cannibals? Wouldn't doesn't the Amazon have like indigenous tribes that are just completely off the grid? Yeah, and have no had no have never seen uh, a white person before. I mean, horror movies would lead me to believe that that's true. Well, yeah, every now and then, like I not every now and then, but. I within the last like five to ten years saw like a news story about like an Amazon indigenous tribe that like stood at the ed- edge of like the river and like try to communicate to people on the other end like get the fuck out of their hood. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, it's true. That's facts. So, but I don't know from like a from like an animal standpoint like which is scarier. Like what. Does either one have... I would say the cat? Amazon is scarier. Yeah. Seems like more stuff has venom there. <laughs> All right. I'll take your guys' word for it. Or just you giant anacondas. You guys are much better at science than me. That will strangle you. Uh, let's see. Got a lot of stuff on the docket for today. So let's catch up on something that I forgot to do last week, which was uh, I found this funny Twitter post. So I don't know. It's it's gone viral. It's got like five million views. I don't know if it made it to your guys' radar, but it was some no. guy at one of the protests who he sounds like Bill Murray almost, but he kind of looks like a little bit of a disheveled meatloaf from Fight Club. And I guess he was yelling at a cop that drove by and some woman decided to take her phone out and film him and ask him about it. I'm guessing. So you guys haven't heard this yet? Nope. All right. I've seen a whole bunch of Karen videos. That's what I thought you were going into. No, no, no. It's no Karen. The woman filming might be an attempted Karen. I'm not sure. But this pays off right at the end. So bear with it. It's a one minute video. Hi. What is Hi. your name? My name is Big Dick Daddy. And I'm from Cincinnati. So he for sure said Big Dick Daddy, right? I thought he said Big Dick Dave, but yeah. So- I also got Big Dick Dave. Oh, well, let's hear. Uh-oh. Hi, what is your name? My name is Big Dick Daddy, and I'm from Cincinnati. Big, 
Big Big Daddy from Cincinnati. Absolutely. I saw you making some gestures at the police. I was wondering what's going on. What's going on here today? Well, the cops shot somebody down here a couple nights ago, and they're going to just walk away like it's no big deal. And our and, and I know people this. like these fine folks right here say, no, it's enough, 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 enough. Give us a reason, give us an excuse, and, and uh, we want to hold somebody accountable. Okay. You can't just go around killing people. Can you? No. I can't. I know no. I can't. I mean, no. there's lots of people, sure, I'd like to put a stick in, but, you know. How long is all this going to go on? It's going to go on till it's over. Till it's over. What's going to make this over? What are there? Are there specific demands that, that these people want that you and these fellow people want? I would like to have some pussy, and and that would make it over for me. Some real good pussy. <laughs> well, how, well. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it up pussy. so you can see his you can and, see his face, Shuddy. Because I I feel like Jeff has seen this, but just seeing yeah. his like drunken meatloaf face as he like bobbles up and down and contemplates like. I'm gonna try and fuck this lady. <laughs> he, does, he does look like meatloaf. That's yeah. awesome. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Hold well, on. It's over. What's gonna make this over? What are there? Dem- are there specific demands that, that these people want that you and He's these fellow wasting. people want? I would like to have some pussy, and and that would make it over for me. Some real good pussy. Well, have a great day. Thanks for your time. <laughs> she could not get out of there fast enough. I yeah. like how he's looking past her for the pussy. Yeah, like yeah. He's got his eye on girls. Like he's like he's got a mission. All right, lady. He's answered your questions. Get the fuck out of the way. Uh, just some real good pussy. Just real good pussy. <laughs> Um, I'm happy we're at a place we can laugh about that because I was going to tell a pretty similar joke when we were talking about the protest, but uh, I didn't think it was going to go over that well. And just how there's so many like pretty girls doing like Instagram selfies and like protest selfies and their protest outfits. And I don't have that same energy as that guy, but I definitely kind of was like hoping to bump in a couple girls. You know, what I, I mean? mean, you had the infiltrators, which were like the chicks who couldn't give a fuck about the cause and just wanted to like post in their flowing Coachella gown in front of the protest and be like, "I'm so woke, Black Lives Matter." Ooh, and then you just had like the chicks who were there, like women that are down for the cause, there for the right reasons, protesting, fighting the power. And just also happened to be super cute. <laughs> yeah. And either way, I know what I agree with that guy. The same, it could have ended the same thing for, or same way for me had it went that way. Like, I would have went home. If a girl was like, hey, do you want to bounce on this protest? Or yes. if some chick just starts yeah. filming you. So, what are you doing here? Oh, I, you know, I'm here for some pussy. I just want some <laughs> real good pussy. Three things <laughs> wisdom, support, and vagina. I'm, I'm here for some vagina, too. I, I just, that clip, like I was watching it, and I'm like, all right, drunk guy trying to act like he's down for the cause. And when he threw out the, uh, I mean, for me, uh, you know, some pussy. Uh, just some real good pussy. Uh, that, that would end it for me. I don't know if we saw the same thing, but pretty the guy that I saw, like, quote tweeted, it was like, no, seriously, you have to stay till the end. And I was like, all right. I think, all right, I, yeah, I'll I think that's it. what got me, too. But, <laughs> and like well done. I, I wish... the whole time, like this is whatever. This is boring. This guy's completely drunk. But maybe the ending is worth it. And he got to and was like, oh yes, dude. Yep, <laughs> worth it. Nice. Stuck the landing. Well done, nice. drunk meatloaf, Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hang out with you. Let's, let's try to get some pussy. Me and you. 
It'll I be wish, my wingman. I'll be your wingman. I really wish that I could still make buttons and stuff, because that guy would be like, yeah, some real good pussy. <laughs> It'll just be like a sweet button to drag on through perpetuity. That's that's what will end this for me. Some pussy. <laughs> totally. You know, you know yeah. what? It's almost like... Uh, like, a, oh man, another brain fart. It's almost like a, 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 a signal. You guys will be able to help me out when I just force myself through this. A, sig- <laughs> a symbol for the, the, the state of the world, you know? The world is just backed up. The world is so backed up. Like, planet Earth is just busting at the seams. Are you saying we need, like, a, a 7 billion man or woman and woman orgy? I'm saying, like, Uranus needs to get caught in our orbit, and the Earth needs to fly into it a couple of times. Yeah. He's saying... It's a metaphor. Uh, the Earth needs a slump buster. Yeah. Yeah, the Earth is backed up and bitchy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been kind of held up for, you know, the past four months, so people are antsy to get back to life and, I don't know, get some pussy, I guess, in this guy's case. So I get it. <laughs> I didn't go out and get any pussy, but I did go out with our homie, Dustin Ibarra. Yeah, I'm back. I had a weekend, too. I saw I saw your YouTube video. How was that? It was awesome. Like, Dustin hit me up, and he's like, hey, man, uh, I know, you know we're all taking this quarantine shit seriously, but... Would you feel comfortable doing going metal detecting with me for like a YouTube show? He's like, I want to actually make it into like a series and interview people, and I want you to be my first guest. And I was like, Hey, if we're outside and we're like apart, that's chill. That's within the guidelines. I'm down for that. But then I realized my fucking car is still doing that stupid thing where it takes me like 15 minutes to shut it off, and I'm getting nervous to the point every time I have to drive my car, I'm like, Fuck, this might be the last time where. I just have to let this motherfucker run out of gas so it'll turn off. Um, so he volunteered to pick me up, but we agreed we would wear masks in the car and keep the windows rolled down. So it was... We went further than we thought we were. We went, technically, I think, up to Ventura County. Like, Why was... did you go that far? Well, because he was like, here's the options, because he's been going all over. He's been metal detecting for a while. I've seen it on Twitter. Yeah, because like him and him and his girlfriend have been, you know, completely quarantined, taking it seriously, not going out at all, not having people over and shit. And when he got the metal detector, it was like, okay, well, like I said before, you can, you can go outside. The virus doesn't seem to really get you outside um, as long as you steer clear of people and shit. So he's, he's just been going to beaches, different beaches and metal detecting and stuff. So he went up to like Santa Barbara and shit. And I was, he's like, where would you want to go? And I'm like, well, I don't, I feel like the OC beaches are going to be packed. Uh, Venice always sucks. Manhattan Beach can come, sometimes be a bitch. And Malibu is one of the options. And I was like, I've never been to a beach in Malibu. I'm actually down to check that out. So we carpooled there, and it looked like it was going to be a 20-minute drive. It ended up being like a 45-mile drive. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you one thing that's made a comeback in L.A. is fucking freeway traffic. So yeah. it, it was a bit of a bitch. It took like an hour and 15 minutes to get there, an hour and 15 minutes to get back. But we were just One cracking road, right? jokes the entire time, laughing our dicks off. I feel like the video did, we did while we were metal detecting was super fun and funny. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a really good time. It was good seeing Dusty again. 
Yeah, are we going to get him on the podcast eventually? Yeah, I mean... Um, like cross-promotion? I would have asked him to come by tonight, but I thought we, we were going to have Seek by to chat the, the big PS5 reveal, and he had a last-minute um, doctor's thing come up that he had to go through, so... We'll get Seek on another time, because they did announce another Resident Evil game, and that's one of those games that he just, like, knows about on, like... A, like he has a master's degree in Resident Evil. Yeah, I'm sure a Resident Evil vlog will come out with 800 <laughs> episodes and he'll break down every storyline because Seek is into that. So Dustin's YouTube page for the metal detecting is just called Dustin Diggs. So you can search that in channels or do um, Dustin Diggs Malibu with Kevin Kraft and that'll take you straight to the video. I like how you guys did the the two bloods thing going out with your metal detectors looking for tre- uh, treasure. It's funny. I think at some point I did. I don't know. I didn't watch the whole video yet, but I did make a uh, five bloods joke in there <laughs> at one point. How was uh, the Malibu beach packed? Like outside of what we saw in the video and stuff. Um, it looked like a, a normal beach day. Yeah, and you know people park on the side of the the freeway because there's no real lots. And it took us a while to find a parking space. And boy, was there some booty in there, too. Oh, my goodness. It was, yeah. it was hard it's to be a gentleman and focus on the metal detecting and talking because this girl was just laying on her belly with a thong on, and she had, like, a big, giant booty. Like, not a gross Kim Kardashian booty, but, like, a nice big booty. And I'm pretty sure I saw some, like, bunghole areola busting out from the bikini <laughs> you saw a butthole wrinkle yeah i saw some i saw some sunbursts <laughs> nice dude oh. hmm. i felt like a creep but it's like there yeah. were so many asses hanging out it was just like I, yeah come on i've been my pace the ass has been locked up in a fucking one-bedroom apartment for the past four months this is the first time i've seen a fucking human ass other than my own in, in a very long time yeah as long as you didn't get a boner you'll be all right yeah i didn't but it took willpower. Okay. All right, nice. Yeah, you got to think about baseball and your grandma and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dead animals. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun, and everybody should check it out. And uh, I'd like to do it again sometime. I had fun. Metal detection. Yes. Did, uh, yes, did you have enough fun that you'll buy your own metal detector? No. I wouldn't want to do that regularly, but I would like to bullshit with Dustin on a beach with it regularly. And it also sucked being around all those hot chicks, and we're there like with our shirts on, and Dustin's wearing jeans, and we're, we got metal detectors like a couple of fucking dorks. Who's like, oh, filming? Uh, Christy, Dustin's girlfriend. The tech was amazing on it. Was she using an iPhone, or were you guys linked up to uh, Dude, camera so lapel mics? He had fucking two wireless lapel mics. That we just put the battery pack in our pocket and ran the the lapel mic up and and pinched it on the inside of our shirts, so it would have like a little bit of extra protection from the beach wind, and and then he just plugged an adapter into a Zoom, the same thing we use to record MSPH every week, and it sounded great, it looked fucking awesome. What do you mean a Zoom? So the, the handheld. Zoom was handheld. Can, is, okay, so the Zoom was connected to a camera. No, it was connected to, I think, the uh, it wirelessly got the feed from our... And then they our, synced the audio with the video. Our lav mics. Gotcha. Well, it was great. Well done by uh, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, like, it The cool. audio sounded clean. and No, it was great. Like It was, an, I think, a TV show for YouTube. Dustin's, Dustin's TV show. It's sick. It was really, I was very impressed. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was really cool. Like it was so, like almost like a man versus food episode, but a man with a metal detector. You know, <laughs> he, he sets up the premise, talks about you know how like you know why he brought you on. You're you being. I don't know. Yeah, there's your like VO. Your, your I liked that like in that. the post he tagged to the show also, not just Jason Ellis. Yeah, Dustin looks out for the Puminati. He's he's Puminati first and foremost, right? I mean, I think he's Ellis fam too now, technically, but we're still claiming him. Yeah, I brought him. I brought him over to the Ellis universe. Like, yeah, hey, we fine, should we should Puminati. have my buddy on. He's a he's a really funny stand-up. But yeah, uh, what else, man? Um, I got oh, out of the basketball court for the first time. That's right. Four yeah. How was that? Pretty awesome. I played like two and a half hours. Um, I was gassed, dude. I've never felt so fat. My legs are still hurting me. I couldn't. I was gonna go to the gym today because it was an off day, uh, or I had my. You know, I don't, I'm not working today, so. But I was too tired, and it was man. It was great to get out there. The fucking court was packed. There's a bunch of. Bunch of runs out there, and uh, I needed it. I was sick of running. I'm sick of riding my bike or doing like jump rope or push ups. Like I want to play basketball again. So it was fucking great to get out there. And I uh, also hit up a happy hour with my buddies on Friday at Legends, which you've been to before, and Ballast Point Brewery and uh, Long Beach, which is just a beautiful like uh it's a b- beautiful brewery almost like a ship and it's fucking huge it's perfect for like safe distancing there's an inside uh there's a patio and there's like an upper deck out outdoor area <clears throat> uh so just crushed some ipas dude i had pork belly nacho sweet potato waffle fries there and oh my god whoa just undid whoa. that two and a half hours of cardio <laughs> well, that was Friday. I, I I did the two and a half hours of cardio on Sunday to make up for all that. Just to keep it at a, a nice even wash. Yeah, exactly. To to go to leave the the weekend with a, a net zero. But we're back. <laughs> how did you, you know? How did you do when you were balling? Oh, I, I how was your performance. Oh yeah, I was I was balling. The jumper came back fast. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was very very excited. I was giving kids the buckets. We played with. So this is interesting, and I don't want to get – no, whatever. Anyways, so we play with three dudes from Arizona. They drive from Arizona to L.A. every weekend for L.A. weed, right? And I play pickup basketball with them. And then I, I, I woke up this morning, and I saw that the new ground zero or new hotbed for COVID is Arizona. Yeah. And it just, like, kind of – I don't know, re- reaffirmed in my head, like, we're never, like, we're not, we have no chance. We got, I got, we got no chance. These guys, these guys brought it from Arizona. We had it already. Like, yeah, you were what? sweating all over them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I hit one dude in the face by accident, so there was a lot of contact out there. Um, if one guy's got COVID, we all got it now. And my brother's got it. My dog has it. We're all fucked. Did you win? Fuck yeah. What? Come on, dude. <laughs> I was getting buckets out there. The Arizona guys, they looked like they came from Arizona. Those motherfuckers couldn't play at all. <laughs> oh, really? Keep that shit in the desert. Jesus Christ. So that's weird. They drive out to L.A., buy weed, and then play some basketball, and then drive back to Arizona? Yeah. They told me they drove there that morning, and they're just going to get some weed, 
see the beach and then they're going to leave. How long and of a drive? I, is I was it? just mind blown. Like what? What's how, long up? Of, how long of a drive was it? Did they say? They said they're from Phoenix. What is that? That's six hours, right? Five hours? I'll Google it. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Phoenix to Long Beach, I think, is like six hours. But, yeah, I mean, California is spiking again in cases. Like, I think we're we're getting like a couple thousand new cases every day again. And they're just like, hey, we're, we're, we're staying the course. So, like, I just got an email today that they're opening up Universal City Walk. I went and picked up some um, chicken kebabs before we did the show, and they had dine-in people sitting down, dining in at the restaurant, and the people sitting there weren't even wearing masks, even though there was a sign on the door that said, no mask, no entry. And I'm like, ah, hey, these motherfuckers don't even have to follow the rules, huh? So the rule on that, at least in Long Beach, is you have to wear a mask when you actually enter, but once you're there, you take it off. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Yeah. I did. I, that's the same thing here. Like, you wear it to your table and then you take it off once you're seated. And I guess the server wears a mask and shit. Yeah. The server's got to wear masks and stuff and gloves. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting to the but, point where I, I, I would go, if it was open today and, you know, still good conditions, I would go snowboarding. If they blocked off, like, seating and shit, I might go see a movie. I mean, snowboarding feels like one of the safer things you could do, right? As long as you don't get on a ski lift with someone, you're good, aren't you? Yeah. And even then, like, everybody's wearing masks. As long yeah. as you sit far apart on the ski lift. Like, snowboarding, you should have no issue with. I, it's just a matter of if they're open or not. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what that is. I think every every mountain just closed for the season, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's fucking mid-June. I think last year, Mammoth might have stayed open until July 4th. But at that point, what the fuck are you going to open up for three weeks for? Yeah. Um, the whole restrictions thing, at least in big cities, in my mind, just isn't going to work for a long time. I know Andrew Cuomo is trying to, like, police shit in New York City. But, you know, you and I lived in the New York City area for years. I lived there for five years, Queens. And it just, in my mind, there's no way you can do safe distancing for small businesses and they pay their bills. It doesn't. It's not going to happen. So they're not going to follow the law. You're just going to end up fining business owners and threatening to withhold liquor license and all this other stuff. It's it's crazy. But yeah. like, I feel like we're I, just going to, just by default, we're just going to find out just how effective masks are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've, I think Bill Maher, I, I always say that guy's name wrong, but I think he's done a good job Bill of covering I think he's done a pretty good job of covering COVID and he brings in a lot of different opinions and a lot of the doctors that he's brought in recently have been stressing the importance of metabolic health and, you know, how, how, um, you know, pre-diabetics or, or obese people are really the biggest victims of COVID and just how, like, what we should have been doing this whole time is prepping our immune system and flipping our metabolic rate. Yo, my brother hasn't had a carb. Bill hasn't had a carb in, I think, 25 days now. Holy shit. And I'm shit. like, low-key, I call him a pussy all the time because I got cold stone last night and he wasn't down. But low-key, I'm proud of him. Like, that's sick. How much that's weight is sick. he down? I think he's down, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 15, 20 pounds. Well, he's not doing a lot of working out, but he looks better. He's a lot more energetic, and he does look thinner. I, I don't know. I couldn't even put a number on. I'll say ten pounds, but it's you know we he went out to Trader Joe's, bought all vegetables today, 
eating just vegetables. So, you know, it's 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 setting yourself up on unhealthy habits. And supposedly the theory is it usually takes four to six weeks to kind of get locked in to a certain like theme or phase. So I don't know. That's what's important for humanity. And my brother's doing it. So that's cool. So Shuddy, uh, I think we checked in on you throughout the week. You did not finish the Epstein doc, right? On Netflix. Correct. I did. And, uh, yeah, what a, uh, what a fucking horror show that is. Yeah. Honestly, it's one of the more fascinating stories ever, in my opinion, because there's no way it's not an epic, epic, epic conspiracy involving the most powerful people in society. Yeah. Essentially the Illuminati. There. It, it, it's impossible to take anything else away from this. He was clearly making all of that extra money that got him an island by fucking blackmailing people. Like, it had to have been. Like, they say, right. you know, spoiler if you haven't seen it, that this motherfucker had cameras in every room, every angle of the property, in bathrooms. So, like, even if you didn't fuck a kid at his place, he's probably got videos of you shitting or jacking off. So he probably just had the gnarliest blackmail ring in history. Also, while having the fucking most stomach-turning kid fucker ring going in history. And the way they, they just wrap things up saying, like, it sucks that he didn't really get to face justice and was able to take the chicken, chicken shit way out and kill himself before facing justice and, you know, being able to flip and turn on people and, and you know implicate more people like there is 100 percent free kid fuckers walking around because that dude killed himself and it's like well case closed like he was a small part of a massive ring and i feel like we missed out on getting a like a hundred epsteins yeah uh like there's legit people that are making policy right now that were on lolita express and fucking children yeah I mean, his security guard essentially said that, right? They got he he saw Prince Andrew. I don't know. It's not a public policymaker, maybe, but um, but he saw Prince Andrew like with a naked girl when she was seventeen. Yeah, and then he ID'd her as the girl from the documentary. Right. Yeah, dude. I saw. I was watching, or I was reading uh, Jeffrey we uh, Jeffrey Epstein's Wikipedia page, and it's fucking crazy. And and I talked about this briefly last week, but like, there's missing years in the eighties. Where, where like okay, so in eighty one he found he finds his own assault, a consulting firm, Intercontinental Assets Group Inc., which assists clients in recalling, recovering stolen money and fraudulent brokers and lawyers. He was described as a high level, self described as a high level bounty hunter, but at the same time, he was also an intelligence agent. And they kind of just move past this in the Wikipedia page, but that's major, like. An intelligence agent. He's working for CIA. So I told you guys, I think, last week, but there's this guy, Eric Weinstein, who is the managing uh, director of Thiel, Thiel Capital. Thiel Capital. And, like, a really smart guy. Like, not a fucking crazy tinfoil hat dude who met Epstein back in, like, 2003 and was like, I think this guy is an actor. Like, he's a construct. He's not a wealthy hedge fund manager. Like, that's not what he is. He's He's playing a role and and the amount of wealth that he was reported to have is like in six 
in the mega million, 600 to 700 million. Stupid money, right? But his assets don't match up with that. And that's what the, the guy was saying. So it's like almost like the CIA gave him the New York townhouse, the mansion and and Paris and Palm Beach and New Mexico, the fucking island, so he could do this blackmail shit. Like that's the only conclusion that you can land on. Because the local police, the chief the police, the, the the chief of police of, of, of Palm Beach says on the record to the Netflix documentarians, we gave the FBI 40 to 60 victims. Like we gave them the case. We gave it to them. And they and they couldn't fucking do anything with it. And the big name that came up in here was Trump's original labor uh, secretary of labor. Alex Acosta, who at the time was the district attorney of Florida, right? That's what I found in Epstein's Wikipedia page. Two different writers um, reported during the Trump transition interviews where he accepted the and was vetted for the labor uh, secretary role. He was told that Epstein belonged to intelligence to leave it alone. And Epstein was above his pay grade. This kid fucker was above the district attorney of Florida's pay grade. That's what the FBI told him. That's fucking lunacy. That's uh, that is scary. That is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. The whole fucking thing is just absurd and gnarly. And you got to wonder what happened to all of the footage. If he had, like, the first time they, like, when they arrested him, like recently, when took him to jail where he hung himself. He was out of the country, and they nabbed him at the airport when he was landing. So he didn't have time to go and like burn hard drives like he did the first time he got pinched. He got tipped off, knew they were coming, and they found like computer rooms and security rooms with just shred like wires dangling from where CPU units and towers and hard drives were just ripped clean and shredded and you know discarded. Like, yeah, he clearly got rid of a whole bunch of bad shit. This time they got him and they found the safe with all like those fucking gross pictures and stuff. Where's all the footage from those cameras on his island? Like that's Just stuff the I want to know. They could get all this and he could still cop a plea. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Like they had access to kid porn in the 2005 investigation. And it just didn't matter because he was above the law. Yeah, and then they they played the inter- clips of him being interviewed afterwards being like trying to just play it down like, oh, I didn't get a sweetheart deal. I, I got charged with uh, soliciting a prostitute, which in New York is a $100 fine, and the age of consent is 16, so it wasn't an underage prostitute. It's like, ugh, fuck, That's dude. Illuminati shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I, I get 18 months for kid fucking? You screwed me. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's absurd. Like, what are you? Yeah, dude. And, like, mainstream media needs to hold the L here because – in the documentary, the local news, the local television channels are on this guy. Like this, we have a billionaire kid fucker in our neighborhood. Like they are asking questions, oppressing, like, you know, like the chief of police of Palm Beach. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So it wasn't like it wasn't covered. It just wasn't brought up on national TV at the time. Like, I don't remember this. I, I remember in 2019 for sure, but like. They, I don't. I don't know. I guess I'm. I could be a little younger. And I just didn't pay attention to yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't like, watching much news in 2005. 
Fair enough. <laughs> Me neither. I was, you know, sophomore college. Fair enough. But still, like, I mean, I don't know. And the other thing with, like, Bill Clinton, right? Bill, and this is what sketches me out. This is where, again, you look like a fucking, to some people, you look like a psychopath, Trump supporter, conspiracy theorist. But, like, he lies. He says he wasn't at the island. He was at the island. Yeah. A guy ID'd him. Yep. He's on fucking flight logs. Why are you lying? Like, Donald Trump says, yeah, I knew him. I didn't like him. Uh, he's not a friend of mine anymore. But he admits to knowing him and, like, hanging out with him. Like, what? I mean, I would assume that Donald Trump probably fucked a kid. I assume the worst out of Donald Trump, whatever. But, like, why is Bill Clinton lying? What the fuck is that? I don't know. It's the terribleness of this story is just so fascinating to me because we, I mean, you know, Alan Dershowitz, right? He was in the OJ team. Like, Ken Starr, he was part of the what, uh, the legal team that handled the Monica Lewinsky thing. Like, these were his lawyers, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, and I can I can believe Alan Dershowitz sat down to be interviewed for this documentary when there are chicks even in that documentary that are like, oh yeah, um, I had sex with him like seven times when I was underage, and it, it's it's intercut with him being like, she is a liar. I dare you to talk to these filmmakers. Say it into the camera. You couldn't even say that I had sex with you six times. What a weird fucking number to just throw out. And then it cuts to that girl being like, yeah, I had sex with Alan Dershowitz like six times when I was underage. And I guess he's now suing her and Netflix. But like, dude, he has straight up admitted to getting like rub downs from from girls. And he's like, oh, well, I kept my clothes on and I didn't touch them. It's like, oh, Mm. dude, what? Ah, That's no, you're not winning anything with that argument. That was my honestly the best part. Not the best, but my favorite part of the documentary. I challenge Vicky or whoever to look in the camera and accuse me of having sex with her. Next scene, Alan Dershowitz had sex with me when I was <laughs> underage. <laughs> yeah, like, like matter of fact, like I, yeah, I'm. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, yes, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. yeah, and for a dude who like helped Epstein beat those charges and was his homie. And photographed, like, in a hotel with them and shit. Like, why would you want to sue Netflix and this woman and open yourself up to discovery? Like, I mean, I'm glad he's that stupid. I hope he gets busted. But this is the bummer. He's one of the people that might be able to get this shit, like, sealed, dismissed, and whatever. You know, like, he he can do justice system roulette and it play out well for him i mean he's alan dershowitz right yeah. he got fucking oj off who, <laughs> who knows what he could do true all right well let's move on to something a little bit more fun wait oh you got you got more unfun things no I, i'll give that documentary a four oh. seven i was i was just locked in that whole time dude i thought it was sick i thought it was sick i'll and, give it four just because i have so many unanswered questions and i would have liked to at least have them address it yeah, okay. So that's where I lose where I'll deduct the points is they I needed them to talk about how he got his money more because it just doesn't make sense. He was a banker, then he did investing and he's got billions of dollars. Wait. And they what? also they also like when they end it they're like, yeah, and he was just the tip of the iceberg. He was just a small part of this massive ring of diddling kids and it's like, well, well don't just fucking 
hit me with that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, expand on that. What does that mean? What, what do you think happened to the footage? Is anybody looking for the footage that he had from all of those security cameras all over his properties where people were visiting? Like, I, right. I, I don't know. I wanted, I had some unanswered questions that I feel didn't even get touched on, but. Where, where I give, like, Netflix the benefit of the doubt is if FBI, if it's above their pay grade, if it's above district attorney's pay grade, what, what can Netflix do? Mm. I mean, that's crazy. At I, least address it and be that. like, yeah, we tried, but. <laughs> yeah, we got no comment from everyone. Yeah. So. Uh, another thing we didn't get to do last week is finish up the snack bracket, a.k.a. the snack it. We have the last final installment to do before we bust into the finals and crown the champion. And this week, this week's snack is cereals. Yep, we've done three of the four regions. First one, candy aisle. Second one, savory snacks. Third one, big box snacks. This fourth one is the cereal region. And again, there's been a lot of commotion about this on in our Slack channel, the Puminati Slack channel. Uh, they've it's funny how into it they are. I hope the regular, not regular, uh, Puminati that listen to just the main shows are as excited for the snack it as, as the Puminati Elite Extreme are. But so, you know, we definitely dropped the ball not doing this last week. But yeah, let's do the final region, then just the final four and crown the snack champion. Clear up any confusion. My idea for this, and there's so many different directions and ways that you could take snacks, but I just thought, like, you're high going in the pantry and here's a bunch of things that you could see in a pantry. And I broke it up into four easy regions. So cereal first matchup, uh, one versus eight seed. Obviously the seating is all for me. I have captain crunch as the best snack cereal, one seed going against eight seed fruit loops. Mm. I was How never a big better fruit loops, fruit loops fan. than apple jacks. Apple Jacks is like poop in cereal form. I fucking hate Apple Jacks. Whoa. All right. Apple Jacks are gross. I, I probably haven't had Apple Jacks in like three decades, but as a kid, I remember being like, how dare they call this cereal? See, I felt, I never felt very good. I never got excited about Fruit Loops. To me, Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks are pretty much a toss up. So, whatever. I mean, I would have. Fruit uh, Apple Jacks as an eight seed, you know, to me it's not big of a deal, but that big of a deal. But Fruit Loops is a bigger name, so I went with it. And so I feel like we're how how much do you like Fruit Loops? Do you think it's better than the other names you've seen on the list? Um, I don't really like Fruit Loops. I like Fruit Loops. So it's Pebbles. a fair eight seed, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I will vote for Captain Crunch. Totally, that's where I'm at here, and it's going to advance. But Shuddy, what it's are unanimous. The... I am not a Fruit Loops fan. Uh, Peanut Butter Captain Crunch is a uh, uh, Hall of Fame cereal. So are Crunch Berries. Crunch Berries are good, and I like on the 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 all Crunch Berries. It's like the captain shrugging, and it says, "Oops, all Crunch Berries, Captain, you knew what you were doing. Don't be fucking coy." It's not Captain. Captain. Cap'n Crunch. Cap'n, you knew what you were doing. Own it. Don't oops this away. You put all those yeah. crunch berries in that box on purpose, and we love you for it. Yeah. My, 
my metabolic rate does not love you. My diabetes for sure will appreciate you adding to it. But <laughs> I like I mean, what's the you got peanut butter crunch, Captain Crunch, Crunch and Berries, Oops, Just Berries. It's all great, baby. Yeah, it's all great. And you know what? On top of this, Toucan Sam can go fuck himself. The only the only drawback to Captain Crunch is it tears up the roof of your mouth. Yeah, I agree. And let's let's try and while we're on this topic, let's try and settle the debate. What are those orange little pillow pieces? The main Captain Crunch cereal. What are they? Are they barrels? Sugar. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I think they're little. Fuck. Damn it. Hate this fucking computer. I'm going to do uh... (sighs) a... We still gotta do King of Stan Island. I fucking I love that movie. All right, we're back. What's up, fellas? Not so my, much. So my Skype Shut stays it. up when when my computer crashes. It does. It stays up for a good while. Oh, so you just watch me be like, God damn it! Yeah, that's usually how we know you froze no. because you don't move. Yeah, you're just froze. So it usually happens when one of us is talking. So you're not talking anyway, but. So you just, nothing moves. Yeah, it looked like Keanu Reeves in Speed for a second. It looked like you were listening to every <laughs> word Shuddy was saying. But I saw it, and I was like, ah, no, we, this is a waste of time. Oh, so my image just freezes. It's not me, like, saying, God damn it, and then looking around? No, yeah, you're frozen beforehand, before you know. <laughs> and oh. we just see you frozen looking and hear nothing. Son and we know bitch. that the recorder has stopped because it's on your end, and... All Shuddy's hot takes about Captain Crunch just went into the fucking ether. Damn there were no it. hot takes. Uh, no hot takes. Yes, you yes, Oh, man, I was trying to serve you up. What I said was that I have never given any thought to what that shape was. Okay. <laughs> so like, I just never. Googled it to see if they're like pillows, pirate pillows. Uh, A pirate pillow. Oh, yeah, that's totally what it is. Yeah, no, let's go with that one, Pirate Pillow. No, I'm with Shuddy. I I never even thought of it before you mentioned it, and the way that you mentioned it was like it was a big thing that I missed out on. Like, I I never knew anyone considered that. What does the Internet say? Um, It just says that they're yellow squares. (laughs) What are Captain Crunch cereal pieces? It just keeps telling me what they're made of. Do you not understand what I'm typing, fucking google type what shape maybe you are typing a stupid question (laughs) hey stupid questions deserve answers oh i just googled what shape are captain crunch cereal pieces and the top result square (laughs) and then it tells me what their ingredients are i agree with that they are definitely square. i think they're barrels oh (laughs) yeah here's 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 a oval at the top oh wow is this a, a cereal forum Captain Crunch cereal, kind of a dumb question. Are the pieces in Captain Crunch cereal supposed to be the shape of something? Um, the closest cereals to Captain Crunch I've seen are King Vitamin and Quisp. Uh, it gives us no help. They are squares with two hor- horizontal indentations running on them. They vaguely resemble barrels or gold bars. 
I always assumed barrels. They don't look like anything in particular. This reminds me of cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough for me, Kevin. You thought about it enough. You came okay. up with an answer I never even thought of, and then one person confirmed it. I'm with it. All right, barrels. I, makes sense. This person thought that they were always tiny treasure chests. I don't believe that. Not I'm happy board. that we're on the same page, though, with this one. Yeah. That we all love Captain Crunch. Well, I don't know if we it's our number one seed for all of us, but that we all enjoy it. Um, Quentin Tarantino's... What was that show called with James Lipton? What was that called again? Inside the Inside Actor the- Studio. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had Quentin Tarantino on before. Or maybe it was another show with Michael K. But Quentin Tarantino's favorite snack is, is, uh, is Captain Crunch. And I thought that was interesting. All just right. A, just another thing to throw out there. Whatever. Just another Moving fun cereal fact. Matchup. What's up? Just another fun cereal fact. Yeah, I had it in my head and I had to say it. So fuck it. Uh, four seed versus five seed. I have Lucky Charms as the four seed. Uh, versus five seed tricks. Um, I don't have like to me the 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 taste difference or the execution isn't much greater. That's why you know it's a four versus five seed. I just think Lucky Charms is more iconic. Have you ever had like different or tangent uh, Lucky Charms cereals? Like they started coming uh... out with new ones, and I have never even tried. Let me see. I'm just looking at, oh, my God, I Google imaged tricks just because it's been so long. I wanted a refresher on the um, the pieces. They're basically just colored kicks. There's somebody selling a 1989 mint condition tricks cereal box for $45. <laughs> where, where do you see that? Can you place a bid for me? It's on Etsy. Uh, put in $46 for me. I don't think it's a so, bid. I think you just buy it. All products. I'm going. I'm on Lucky Charms' webpage. Chocolate Lucky Charms, regular Lucky Charms, Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes, which sounds awesome. Oh, I think I've had those. Fruity Lucky Charms and Lucky Charms Treat Bar, which would have been in the breakfast bars from the last region. That's kind of what I was meaning, which which are good as well. The Captain Crunch ones are even better, but so. Out of all of these, I would be most excited, I think, for the Frosted Flake Lucky Charms. But I've never tried them. I have never, ever been a fan of Lucky Charms. Really? Even the marshmallows? Uh, The marshmallows were my least favorite part, were the reason I didn't like them. Man, what a weirdo. You don't like marshmallow cereals and porn? (laughs) You're a a Russian bot. Two strikes right there. Russian bot. In our midst this whole time. Can't believe it. I was talking about marshmallow today. Toasted marshmallow for s'more. S'mores. Fucking bomb. Pretty much uh, toasted marshmallow or, or cooked marshmallow is already in the snack at Final Four with Rice Krispie Treats. Where do you stand but on like, fluff? Fluff is awesome. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about fluff. And then <laughs> drop in a dollop of fluff in your in your... Hot chocolate. I mean, who's going to say anything bad about that? I, I maybe Shuddy could. Yeah, Shuddy. My father, my father hates marshmallows, so I know he doesn't like that shit. But cooked marshmallow in desserts is really good. The just marshmallow and Lucky Charm. I'm with Shuddy. It wasn't enough to make it that good, but I gave it the edge on te- Twix. 
or excuse me, tricks just based on like its status. And so, the, Shuddy, are you voting that. tricks? I am voting tricks. Are you I voting liked tricks as a kid? Are you voting tricks as well, Jeff? No, I had Lucky Charms ahead of it. See, I never, I stopped eating tricks when Eminem said, "Silly, silly dudes, dicks are for chicks." You know, and they had the old tricks uh, slogan in there. That's a pun on that. That was a T-shirt on the sense. on the Jersey Shore. That was just awfulness out there for kids to buy <laughs> on T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, looking back, uh, oh my goodness. But um, all right. Uh, I mean, I'm I. I don't know. I'm not necessarily the biggest Lucky Charms fan, but I like it more than I like Tricks. I actually, though, I will say, I feel like there was a point in time where Tricks abandoned the sphere cereal pieces and actually had the colors shaped like the fruit. Do you guys remember that? Yes. I do. Wait, do they not have that anymore? It's just sphere. I don't know, because when when I learned that like. Cereal is the food with loaded with the most preservatives of like any food on the planet. I sort I of stopped more. eating it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, there. Okay, so I just clicked into the Target um, page for tricks, and it says fruity shapes are back. Classic tricks. Those were good. I did like those. Which is important. Yeah, those are good. Which is important because if they're not shaped, then they're pretty much just gonna lose the oops berries, Captain Crunch. Every time I would oh, just buy wow. a berry. You know what? I just pulled up the Google image of just the straight up cereal pieces. I don't know if it's fair to vote for tricks over Lucky Charms just based on the classic fruit shapes. But I think I would re- prefer a bowl of that over a bowl of standard Lucky Charms. Whoa. So we got a flip-flop here? Are you going to tricks? I don't know. This is this is tearing me apart inside. I'm happy. The, all right, so this is the four and five seed. So the two closest teams are snacks in these regions. I, I'm, I'm glad that it's, a, it's a, a, at least a conversation for someone here. Because you wow. can argue me to either. Uh, argue looks me so good. into either. And I'm starting to feel more tricks because the classic shape shit is cool. I like that. You know what? I'm going with tricks too. I'm going to go with Shuddy, so it doesn't yeah, matter. So am I. Yeah. You flipped us, Shuddy. Good job, Shuddy. Thanks. Just, you can sell wa- fucking water to a whale over there, Shuddy. All right. Uh, three seed. I already feel bad about this. Three seed Fruity Pebbles versus six seed Cookie Crisp. I can make a very strong, I would make a very strong argument. That Fruity Pebbles is misseeded by me, myself, and it should be a two seed. I love Fruity Pebbles. So do Cocoa I. Cocoa Pebbles kick ass, but I don't eat them so much because Fruity Pebbles are so fucking strong. But Cocoa Pebbles, there's nothing wrong. There's, nothing there's wrong this 30 second window of the Fruity Pebbles being in milk long enough. That's just like 30 seconds of pure childhood bliss. Like they're not too crunchy and they're not a soggy bowl of mush. It just kicks ass. And that that toes it across the line. That spanks. Cookie crisp is kind of bullshit cuz if I wanted to eat a bowl of cookies, this is quite the bummer compared to what a bowl of cookies could be. And that fucking dog, get the fuck out of here. Cookie crisp. <laughs> so okay. So 
<laughs> so should Cookie Crisp not have been in there? Should I went like Count Chocula? Count Jocula is fun for the nostalgia effect, but it's not the greatest tasting cereal in the world. Well, you guys have the snack in front of you. Am I missing anything major? Like, so did I leave something out that should have been in there? See, I don't even have the snack in front of me. I yeah, lost that I. email. <laughs> all right, never mind. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I mean, that's pretty I mean, unanimous, I, right? No, it's not unanimous. I am not a Fruity Pebbles fan. Ooh. Whoa. Russian butt. I definitely bot. ate Cookie Crisp as a core uh, as a kid more than I ate. I never ate Fruity Pebbles. Man, I tell you what, one of the the most incredible discoveries I made when I started browsing the wide world of edibles in Los Angeles dispensaries was a an, a medicated Rice Krispie treat made out of Fruity Pebbles instead of Rice Krispies. Great point. Best edible I think I've ever had, best tasting. And to add to it, a Fruity Pebble marshmallow treat or Fruity Pebble Rice Krispie treat essentially is actually probably better than a Rice Krispie treat. And I'll do you one more point on Fruity Pebbles. And this might... Are you going to up the ante? (laughs) This might be a tipping point, or not a tipping point, but an added point that is lost on Jeff by our small age difference. But I remember on the back of Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles boxes, a watercolor painting kit. And there were like six or eight different colored spheres on the back of the box. And when you finish the cereal, you could lay the the, the box flat, get a paintbrush, get water on it, and then paint using those circles... And they gave you a you know a color in the the lines painting to paint on the back of the box. I don't specifically remember that, but I do specifically remember thinking as a child that the back of a Fruity Pebbles box is the best box uh, back of any cereal box. It had a great back. Yeah, it had a lot of back, yeah exquisite backside like that girl in Malibu. <laughs> oh, I just Googled it. The girl in Malibu. No, I wish. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, paint your own iron-on. So it was an iron-on patch that you could paint yourself? All right, I'm going to send a picture of this to you guys. But this just brought back some memories. Holy shit. So I guess I didn't even realize that you could paint it and then cut that out and iron it onto your clothing. Damn. You texted it? Okay. I'm texting it now. What's the, uh, what's the next item? Because Fruity Pebbles advances, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got two-seed ca- uh, two Cinnamon Toast Crunch versus seven-seed Golden Grams. So I guess you can make an argument maybe Golden Grams is a fringe snack competitor. Um, I love – I think anytime. Graham cracker shows up to the sweets party. The party's instantly better. <laughs> Me and my brothers were talking about this, uh, this, uh, ice cream and like corner store, famous corner store, ice cream spot in upstate New York called Stewart's Stewart's ice cream. They have this, this, um, pint or gallon of ice cream called crumbs along the Mohawk. Uh, Mohawk river is a, 
upstate and um, like Schenectady County area or Schenectady area. Excuse me. Uh, I'm stalling a little bit because I'm trying to pull it up so I can just tell you the specific ingredients. Um, but it's got graham cracker flavored ice cream, graham cracker pieces, and caramel swirl. And no shit, this might be the best ice cream I've ever had. Like it's, I grew up on it. It's fucking bomb. I I love graham cracker, graham cracker shit. And again, we're talking about toasted marshmallow earlier. That's how I led into the conversation. Actually, with my brothers, is just talking about how awesome graham crackers are. Between graham cracker pie crust, graham cracker and Sundays ice cream, graham cracker s'mores, graham cracker is so underrated in the snack world. And that's why I put Golden Grahams on here. I'll tell you what. I like graham cracker stuff, and I like Golden Grahams, but I couldn't eat them too much. Like, it was a once-in-a-blue-moon buy, and I couldn't mm-hmm. eat too much of a bowl before I got a tummy ache for some weird reason. Golden Grahams always gave me a tummy ache. I see what you're saying, and that's why I have it as a 7 seed. Because the the taste of of Grahams, graham cracker, <laughs> really one of my favorites taste and ever honestly and again anytime graham cracker shows up to the party it's like this party's gonna be fucking sick graham cracker brought the blow let's do it let's go graham cracker um but you're right i can't eat it as like you could punish a whole box of captain crunch you smoke two bowls start eating captain crunch it's gone you can't do that gold golden grams and i've we didn't talk about the second seed, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch doesn't have a lot of downside, in my opinion. And outside of maybe Cocoa Pebbles, I, I think it has the best milk. It's pretty much or chocolate. Oh, yeah. I was going to make that same exact point. Great milk afterwards. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, Dom, in the beginning, I haven't forgotten about this, and that's actually kind of a bummer for me to bring it up because it's a... It's a weak spot in the Snack Somalier's Snack Attack uh, catalog. But he brought up in the Slack channel, why not try Chocolate Toast Crunch or, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Churros? And I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, just just either I, I, I just forget, I guess, every time. It's not – there's no other reason. I mean, it's not – I have no issue with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But have you, either one of you guys tried the Churros or Chocolate Toast Crunch? Nope. I don't eat either of those cereals. French Toast Crunch is something that I loved when it first came out. And it's not better than Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but it 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 holds its own. Sharon loves Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Nice. All right. That should sway you then. Do you like Golden Grahams a lot? Uh, I don't. I Graham Cracker is the most boring crack, uh, cookie flavor possible <laughs> the jeff, only time a jeff is in distress will pass these lips is when there is delicious chocolate and marshmallow stuffed between it <laughs> so are you one of the psychopaths that prefer a regular pie crust over a graham cracker pie crust no graham cracker pie crust is one thing graham cracker for the sake of eating a graham cracker is whack as fuck and what is graham while we're on the subject yeah Who's this fucking Graham? Uh, don't go down this road. No, 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 no. Don't right, go I'm this, Googling this what Graham libel. is. It's turning into libel. I'm Googling Graham. Uh, I, I, okay, I understand what you're saying, right? But what, for what Graham... 
I'm trying to land a sports reference for you. You know who Robert Ori is? Yes. Big Shot Bob. He Graham Cracker is like the Nate Dog or or Robert Ori of snacks. On its own, you know, nothing nothing monumental. Mixed in with things, well now you got a championship effort. That's championship stuff right there. And that's what I mean with Graham Crackers. Yeah, I like we're we're veteran fat guys. Look at us, Shuddy. Kevin, come on. We know snacks. If you're going to go out and get snacks and fill up your pantry, how often are you landing on golden uh, or graham crackers? Not well, often. I plan we want to make more. s'mores. Right. Well, I plan yeah. to make s'mores. Exactly. You, you have bigger plans for the graham cracker. But the point is, Shuddy, you need the graham cracker. Don't turn your back on graham cracker like this. <laughs> All that being said, I'd go cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> uh, same, yeah. All right. Well, I tried. I hey, that's what I'm doing here, at Golden Grams. I tried, but you guys lost three way. Now, uh, now that we've sweet. we've gone over all of these cereals in the bracket, I'll make us an admission that probably won't be surprising to Jeff because it makes me out to be a, a bit of a bitch. <laughs> nope, won't be at all. When I was an older child, I got into like boring adult cereals. I really liked grape nuts. I liked frosted mini wheats, and I liked my nana really liked these like this too. O's, remember O's? No. It was like a big fat Cheerio with like granola and shit stuffed in it. It was like glazed with honey. That's O's, good. O's were really good, and I also liked Life, Life cereal. I hate everything you just said. Uh, I really like the the old the only old person cereal still to this day that I'll eat would be raisin bran, and that's usually dressed up with banana and and honey. Anyways, I also liked Kicks. My uh, my go to cereal as an adult now is uh, Golden Crisp, Honey Smacks. That oh. yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I I, I I spaced out on that when I was talking about should Golden Grams even be in here or even Fruit Loops. And I was Honey Smacks was like that they would be the nine seed if I kept. Playing. I there's I don't think there's any in the house currently, but there's usually a giant box in the cabinet. And after I smoke a lot, I will eat two gigantic fucking bowls of it. Like golden will, crisp or honey I smacks. I will go fill up a uh, uh, one of those silver metal mixing bowls with with uh oh golden crisp. Uh oh, what? No, I went to click on a picture that showed up in Google Images and it took me to a YouTube video that auto played. Oh, I tell you what, I don't like honey smacks or golden crisp. I don't like the fucking bear in golden crisps. I he reminds me of a fucking kid toucher from the sixties. Uh, Come on, we're trying to be better. Don't don't insult anyone. Don't get us canceled. I don't like I don't like either of those flavors. You don't like puffed rice with honey it's, on it. It's too puffed. It's puffed to the point of of ridiculous proportions. You can puff it up to a rice crispy. Don't you can't puff it up to a smack. It is uh, delicious when it's freshly in the milk. They are delightful when they're soggy. And the milk is also delicious. I kind of hope there's some in the cabinet right now, even though I just ate two giant pieces of watermelon. What? 
That's the snack sommelier's favorite fruit. It's I've always enjoyed watermelon. Never really sought it out, and it's started showing up in the house, and I have gladly been eating, eating it. I think watermelon. the one night we did an episode, and I ate a whole quarter of a watermelon while we recorded. I saw that. I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think watermelon is as far out in front of its competitors in the fruit category as any food is or anything, uh, I guess... Yeah, any food is in, in its in its other categories. Like I think watermelon is by far and away number one. Is what I'm saying. I fucking love watermelon. So now that we've gone through every single item in the snack bracket, uh, I do want to point out an item that I wish was on there. Okay. And I don't know why this is the time Shuddy Boy just got up and walked away. But what are your thoughts on what you call it? Um, I think they're great. I, I really like whatchamacallits. So, all right, so we got to look. The eight seed in that bracket were Skittles. I think it was important to go Skittles versus M&Ms, but you could say both of them were poorly seeded. Seven seed, Kit Kat or whatchamacallit. Kit Kat has more diversity and is more iconic than whatchamacallit, but I, I wouldn't hate if you think whatchamacallit's better. I don't like whatchamacallits, and I could hear you. The cable for my headphones is very long. Um, All right, well, but I don't. I don't. I mean, it's just chocolate and caramel. It's not that great. There's there's crunchies in it. I don't. We're saying horrible things. Yeah, we got crisp. We got caramel. We got chocolate. That's not just that. You can't just be like that's all it has. Like what? What? All it has is a bunch of delicious stuff. It's all right. I thought. I don't think there's anything that was on the list that is worse than what you call it. Okay. Fair and there's enough. peanut That's butter. In where it. I'm at. It's a peanut flavored crisp with peanut butter as a flavoring agent, caramel and chocolate coating. I mean, they're fucking delicious. I thought that they were introduced when I was a kid because I just looked at their Wikipedia page. Apparently, they were introduced in 1978. Because I wow. remember seeing the they commercial. They had a really aggressive ad campaign when we were kids. Yeah. Shuddy, oh, Shuddy, like you want, a, uh, you want a, a blast from the past? Yeah, it was like oh, very that. aggressive. What's its face? What you call it? Whatever it is, whatever it was. Chocolatey chocolate. What you call it? How's it go? That's exactly why they're not on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that eighties You don't like the eighties out commercial? Oh my god, that was Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, that as a kid and being like, oh, there's a fucking new chocolate bar out. I got to get my hands on this. I I remember just like, I think I kind of remember the commercial, but then it like left my memory for a while. And I just, you know, when I was a kid, I would ask for other candy bars. And then when I was able to generate my own income, however that was, I got it at like a CVS or a Rite Aid one day because I just read the ingredients and 
the ingredients that you just read are fucking awesome. And which McCall's are awesome. But I don't know. I made quality. I think I, I made common sense arguments for seeds eight, seven. And I don't think you can get which McCall in over either one of those. I think you did a great job with the snack it. Uh, but Shuddy, was there anything you felt was slighted and left off? No, we discussed it. The only honey. Uh, Not just cereals, everything. No, but no, I didn't. We, I think we talked about them sort of in. I agreed with all the candies. There's nothing that that I prefer over the ones I don't like that I think deserve to be in a general top eight. The big point is... Like, we I can... mean, Cadbury cream eggs are, you know... Oh, yeah, those are good. A favorite of mine, but, you know... I know that lots of more people like Skittles more than I do, so it's, you know... Beast mode. Yeah, so, so like, I, I don't think anything that I like was slighted. I just think other people have bad taste, but... So, yeah, I mean, we're, again, we're heavy-duty snackers. That's why we're doing this. So, we've you know, as we've discussed each region, we've all made, you know, good points or shouted out snacks that might not be in here. What I'm mostly going for is that we don't, I don't have any big whiffs epic like what the fuck were you doing here like well everything that should be there should be there i guess is what i'm saying yes yeah oh another quick fact on whatchamacallit's damn it damn it crashing computer damn it damn it fucking damn it hey guys i'm back welcome back Uh uh-oh where'd jeff go oh there he is Uh uh-oh who's calling Somebody's trying to leave a voicemail. On what? Google Voice? Yeah. Answer it. Can you answer it? No. Bring him on the air. We've tried. We've tried this every time. We always try, Shuddy. It doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, So what I was saying when my fucking computer crashed for the second time, whatchamacallit didn't introduce caramel until 1987. From 1978 to 87, no caramel. And so that's when that aggressive ad campaign came out, when they changed the candy bar. Yep. Oh, so I really don't actually remember that commercial at all. I'm just talking. Yeah, I I ran into whatchamacallit in the candy aisle and read the ingredients and assumed that I would love it. And it's awesome. It is. But, yeah. All right, well, then we have to... the cereal region? Yeah. Oh, we're not. I thought the way Kevin was talking. I thought yeah, we were done. yeah. I was a little confused there. I thought I thought we were ready to go to the finals and finish off the bracket, but I forgot we had another round of cereals. <laughs> no, so you know the four four cereals advance, so we got to do that, and then and then the final matchup in that region. So one seed Captain Crunch beat Fruit Loops in the first round, uh, and Tricks got an upset upset. Excuse me, victory over. Uh, four seed lucky charms in the first round to advance so this might go this is definitely going over kevin's head it's could go over shuddy's head but some of the women i know what i'm talking about in the ncaa tournament every year uh, a 12 seed beats a five seed right a, a really shitty team always stuns a really good team and then they carry that momentum in the next round and people get hyped up but they usually get fucking smoked right by uh, an actual good team that's what I think is going to happen happen here with Captain Crunch and Tricks. Tricks had the game of its life. It seriously talked itself 
played itself away from an elimination of the Lucky Charms to by the time we're done with the conversation, it advanced. Unanimously. Honorable effort. They get smoked this round, right? They're yes. taking the L at Captain yes. Cross. Yep. Yeah. Big time. This is a 30-point loss. Like, you put up, you put up a good fight, Trix, but uh, you can't take the captain. They, yeah, you, they you left the it all on the they left it all out on the court with with lucky charms. They they had no gas left in the tank and <laughs> Captain Crunch just steamrolled over them. You know what I'm talking about? They got a sick win on Monday Night Football, but man, you suck. You suck. You're losing. All right. Yep. So Captain Crunch easily advances. Three seed Fruity Pebbles versus two seed. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Pat myself on the back for getting the seating right here so far. I, I'm going Fruity Pebbles for sure. I mean, I think I can I, I can make a solid argument that Fruity Pebbles could be a one seed, but I just understand how awesome Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, and it is. It's awesome. So I'm going to be one. going with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I, I knew it was up to you, Kevin. So I got to go with Fruity Pebbles. Time. I fucking love Fruity Pebbles. Also, strong milk. Well, as we said, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is no milk to be trifled with. That is true. So it's a wash there. So you're just going off a... I, I'm, going, I'm, I'm, st- I'm staying with Fruity Pebbles. I love Fruity Pebbles. I got to I gotta say, I got to stick, follow my heart. So that brings us to the final matchup here in the cereal region. One seed Captain Crunch versus three seed Fruity Pebbles. I made Captain Crunch the one seed for a reason, so that's where I'm going. Kevin, what do you think? Fruity Pebbles. Ooh. I know. Shut it. Happen. Yeah. Yep. All right. I didn't do so bad with the seating. So, I knew yeah, I got some I shit about smart food popcorn being a two seed, but they ended up advancing. Uh, Reese's is a three seed. That's not ridiculous. They're the representative out of the candy aisle region. Uh, I think they I, were they were shortchanged on the seating. Reese's? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I don't think it was egregious, but I, I'll listen to the, they were shortchanged. Uh, seven seed Rice Krispie Treats came out of a random region, big box snacks, a lot of areas, directions you could take that. It stunned the number one seed Pop-Tarts in the Elite Eight matchup. But it put it in the final four against Captain Crunch. So we'll get on the left side of the bracket. I know you guys can't see it, but it's actually Reese's, the three seed in the candy aisle bracket, versus Smart Food, the two seed in the savory snacks bracket. Oh. You have one snack, you're oh. fucking high, or you're going to the movies, oh. you're on your couch, whatever. You have one. Smart. Sh- Kevin, Kevin, you guys can't see this on video. Kevin's anguishing right now. Cause these I are- am too, because these are two things that are regularly in my house. And it is a 50-50 flip of the coin, which one I'm grabbing a handful of. Real, real Shuddy's choice, we'll call it. In this. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> and they're so, they're so different. This see, this is what's kind of weird about the bracket, but I think it could be fun. There's such different tastes and different things. Like you really, you could just buy them both at the same time. Like everyone because probably would, <laughs> but like there like, are, like I have very, I like. I am 
very locked into to specific flavors when I'm stoned. And cheesy salty is one of them, and chocolate peanut butter is another one. So those two are like the greatest hits, right? That right yeah. there. And I know it, this is it crushing. Is not it is not uncommon for me behavior for me to not be able to choose one over the other. So I eat both. You know what? In true um, crafter Jeff shuddy edition, I have made my choice. All right. Well, since you know exactly what you're going with, you, you, I, I do too, actually, but you go first. I keep going first. Reese's peanut butter cups. That's where my heart's at also. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My brother made and someone mm. on the Slack channel was saying, you know, that we forgot to mention Reese's fast break. I, maybe I forgot to mention it, but I'm also the snack sommelier, and maybe I waited this long to mention it. <laughs> Reese's fast break is a no fuck around candy bar. Oh, and they're it's great. Just one of the many things that Reese's has going for it. There's like honestly. nougat in there, right? Yeah, there's a uh, and yeah, just only put up. like a big fat bar of peanut butter. It's so mm-hmm. good, and it's always the good peanut butter. It's never the fucking flaky, dusty, mummy peanut butter. It's always good peanut butter in fast breaks. Uh, milk chocolate coating over peanut butter filling, um, and a layer of nougat. So yeah, are you a but, nougat guy, Jeff? Do you like nougat? Um. Far much less so than, than like, graham cracker. But if nougat's at the party, I'm very interested. Could be interesting. Oh, I'll, I'll throw nougat a finger blast. Like, like nougat on itself, on its own. Like, who enjoys nougat? Really? You know? <laughs> what kind of monster eats nougat yeah. by itself? Yeah, can you, like, yeah. go to the deli and be like, yeah, let me get a pound of nougat. <laughs> yeah, of it's not a thing, really. Serial killer would be that serial killer shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like in a candy bar, it's, yeah, it's fine. Like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the final four matchup on the other side, Captain Crunch versus Rice Krispie Treats. I think it's kind of crazy Rice Krispie Treats are uh, is in here. I ha- that being said, I just did a snack attack on the birthday cake Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah, fucking, those look good. good. They were good, and I have them in my... A pantry, and I don't have Captain Crunch, but that aside, I would take Captain Crunch over. I think Captain Crunch is just bomb. Well, See, I think they're all bomb, but yeah, I'm going Captain Crunch. I don't know. As far as snacks go, I'm not that big of a cereal guy. So I think I'm going, I would reach for Rice Krispie Treats before a bowl of Captain Crunch. As would I. And we should also point out, because mm-hmm. we're including variations, does the Rice Krispie Treat cereal count in the Rice Krispie Tree category. Also a bomb underrated cereal. You just broke my brain. <laughs> and absolutely. <laughs> Holy shit. They brought a fucking player that could go against cereal. Because you're right. Rice Krispie Treat cereal is fucking awesome. It is awesome. Oh yeah. Wow. Can I be the... I'm, I'm not this stubborn. I think I can flip. You really kind of moved me. 
Because, like, taste-wise, Rice Krispie Treats cereal is almost... I don't know if it takes a backseat to any cereal, really. It's fucking awesome. I'm happy that you... I completely forgot about that. Forgot about it. So they did I. showed up the cereal. It wow. literally popped Rice in Krispie my head Treats. at the last second right there. I should have... You know what? I should... I should have a whole food salted caramel rice krispie treat here right next to me just to be able to do this live. I should have all these. That's where I fucked up. I think I'm going to flip, but either way, you two have it. So rice krispie treats. However, rice krispie treats, seven seed, could have been poorly seeded in the big box category. Probably were if they made the final four. So I'll own up to that. But they're in for the game of their life in the championship against Reese's. And I know Reese's. You may. I just thought about this, but Reese's brings cereal to the game. I know and the Reese's yep. puffs don't fuck around, and that's a good. That's a good cereal milk. So, <laughs> oh man, I can tell Shuddy Boy. Shuddy Boy is so perfectly stoned for this moment. <laughs> like I just watched the shock and awe hit his face. <laughs> I was because I just as soon as I I got that second. Probably a half second before he, st- I, I got that thought. A half second before he spoke, so I was just getting ready to bring up Reese's Puffs when he started to speak. So it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, you're really all about that volcano life now, huh? Oh, I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. <laughs> hey, I have not. I, with the exception of one blunt that I rolled this weekend, I have not used any other smoking apparatus other than the volcano since it entered my household. So we can do this. We can do a quick detour. Do you? Does a volcano burn less or more weed? Like, is it more less, or less weed efficient? Less, it's more weed efficient. Nice. Plus, Much more weed efficient. If you put, feel like putting in the effort, which I used to do back in Jersey, you can save the beet weed like when you start filling up a bag and it's empty you don't have to chuck that weed you can save it in a bag and like slow simmer it when you get a bunch of it saved up and then run the oil with the weed in it through the through a cheesecloth put that oil back in the pan and throw more beet volcano weed on it and then do that enough where you can make brownies with it so even in death they keep giving uh I rolled some of it into, uh, mixed it into a blunt. That's kind of gross. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Why is that gross? Because it's just like funky-ass weed. It's like smoking swag. It definitely uh, conserved the marijuana in the blunt that I used, uh, and it that made it <laughs> the blunt... Uh, more manageable. Let me let me spin this positively for Shuddy because he's pretty high right now. Shuddy is thinking outside the box and trying to figure out different ways to get stoned, and, and not it's not a junkie stoned, it's weed. So it's yeah, it's good. just like there's got to be like I I don't think I'm toasting it as much as I used to when I would come visit you. Um. So I think that I just didn't want to waste the weed. That's all. I get it. It waste sounds not crazy not. now that I say it out loud. Uh, but it, that was my thought process. 
So do you guys want to move over to the championship of the of the snack it? Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I guess we're kind of already there, but we detoured. Uh, does anyone have? I think we're all date. on the same page here, right? I, I'm going. At least I know where I'm going. I'm going Reese's. I'm Reese's. Man, it's so tough. Like I'm so on the record <laughs> of for so long of being a chocolate peanut butter guy, but just. A tray of Rice Krispie treats that you made yourself two days out, out of the oven. And that cereal. Man. Uh, <coughs> Rice Krispie Treat cereal beats that. the puffs, the Reese's puffs. But I think the cups beat the treat. Especially now that they have peanut butter lovers cups. Those are incredible. <laughs> yeah. They keep adding to to what they got going on, and Rice Krispie treats are kind of locked into a box, and it's impressive they're able to get out of that box in times with the cereal. That was a great argument, but yep, Reese's wins. I mean, when you have not only chocolate and peanut butter on your side, but doesn't Reese's get the credit of pioneering the chocolate and peanut butter marriage? Like, didn't they? Like they're there. They're they're like the beginners of that. That was my first introduction. Yep. Oh. And I used to do the thing when I first moved to L.A. I would buy a a, a tub of Jif peanut butter, and a package of Hershey bars, and scoop peanut butter out of the jar with a Hershey bar and just fucking eat it. I haven't done that recently, but uh, I love doing that. <laughs> the billionaire. Uh, I do it actually with Easter candy. That's I'll use that chocolate and peanut butter also. I love chocolate and peanut butter, and but now that's really what I want to snack on. But there's none of that in the house, so <laughs> thanks. Oh. oh, hey, sorry about that. But Reese's winner of the snack. It give us your feedback on social media and the Puminati will definitely hit us up on Slack. But I don't know what what's oh, your man. favorite snack. I guess is the question. Well, it's the fucking app stopped working, but that's for Reese's. <laughs> nice, nice. So, what do we have? Are we are we, are we all out of time? Because I want to talk about the King of Stan Island first. Let's do it. And we don't have we don't have to get into spoilers, even though it's not really a movie to spoil. Um, <clears throat> I loved it. I think it's one of my favorite Doug. Uh, Doug. Judd Apatow projects. Um, I think it's like my second favorite Judd Apatow movie. I thought Mar- I, I know it's a weak year, and who knows what's going to happen. They already announced they postponed the Oscars uh, April 2021, but Marissa Tomei is getting nominated. She puts on a fucking clinic in this. Um, I could see movie. Bill Burr getting nominated. <laughs> I hope so. I know Bill. Bill Burr didn't step too much outside of himself to be this role, granted. But he was amazing in this role, Yeah, I thought. I agree. I, yeah. Bill Burr, I was just thinking about it earlier. Just take a moment and appreciate the fact that you're alive on Earth at the same time that Bill Burr is. And consider yourself lucky. He's a great American. He really he is. He really is. His stand-up... <laughs> is in like the highest tier possible. 
I've mentioned it numerous times when I went and saw him at the comedy store last year and was laughing so hard there was pain behind my eyeballs. I felt them actually being forced out of my skull. Probably one of the hardest times I've ever laughed in my life. He was just so fucking good. And he just seems like such a nice guy. I've like him and Fitzsimmons are homies, so when I worked for Greg Fitzsimmons, I you know, I met Bill a couple of times just when he would come by the show, but it was never like Hey, what's new, Kevin? It was just like, hey, how are you, man? Good to see you. Get him to sign a release, and then him and Fitzy would be like, hey, what's up, you fucking cocksucker? <laughs> they do the exaggerated Boston voice to each other every time they see each other. And it's fucking, it was hysterical just seeing that shit behind the scenes. I just, I'm rambling. I fucking love Bill Burr. No, I love Bill Burr. He's playing himself into the Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedians. That's, that's how high I think of him. Like I, I I love Bill Burr. I, I like his podcast. Uh, I think I mentioned I mentioned this off air, but he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I've been getting into it more recently, the Joe Rogan podcast. But I'm not like a real like super Rogan fan. But from what I've gathered, the Bill Burr appearance was a departure of like normal Joe Rogan, and it was just these old friends smoking cigars, talking shit, and it was awesome. And he. He promoted the movie in a very, you know, Bill Burr on Joe Rogan way. But it was, I don't know, it, it, it definitely clinched me going and actually buying it on uh, on Amazon Prime for 20 bucks. That's how I got it. What, what, how did you get it? I give so much money to Amazon. I just got it through um, my cable provider on demand. Right. I don't have one of those. So. And Shuddy, um, you didn't watch it, right? No. I think, um, I think Pete Davidson has a chance to be a better actor than he is funny, and I don't think he's terribly unfunny. Uh, sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes I do get it with him, but he, I thought he did good in this role, and I know it's not, it's not, he's not stepping so much out of his zone. Granted, but the character had depth, and Pete Davidson has depth, so he made it work. Yeah, and I, and I and I appreciated. The and I performance. I went into this a huge Judd Apatow fan. I just like his his awkward, more real life style of storytelling. And we, I think we probably mentioned this in the Easter egg, but I'll say it again here. He's reached a point where he doesn't have to follow that traditional story structure that every single fucking movie hits the same exact beats. This that same three act structure. He can get weird. He can make a movie like Funny People, where it's Basically, two movies in one. First part of the movie is just following Seth Rogen trying to make a name for himself and getting a lucky break in stand-up and just being thrust into this crazy world. And then the next of it, the second half is Adam Sandler trying to be a homewrecker. It's just such this weird combo, and I know that divides a lot of people, but I love Judd Apatow. I love you know his TV, except for Girls. I never got into Girls, but like Freaks and Geeks, um, Undeclared, um, uh, the Pete Holmes show, Crashing, I loved. Pretty good. Love was good for the first. Oh, I love. Um, yeah, Love. I'm a, I, I was a huge fan of that series, start to finish. Uh, and I like. I'm a big fan of his movies. Funny People was a huge driving force of me moving out to L.A. Just you know that story of Seth Rogen working in a fucking deli at a supermarket while while hammering away at his shitty stand-up career, and then all of a sudden he just by chance does a set where that Adam Sandler sees and he reaches out to him and, hey, I want you to write jokes for me. And all of a sudden his fucking life changes and it was like, wow, 
I feel like if I'm ever going to make a career in entertainment or just do something more than what I'm doing, I need to make a power move and I need to be out there. I need to put myself in a situation where that can happen. So funny people was a big part of me being in L.A. Um, But the jury has always been out on Pete Davidson for me. And it took a while in this movie for me to warm up to it. And I think it's because I'm... I'm, I have such bad self-confidence and I'm so self-loathing that like when I see myself and other people, I get bummed out and I look at Pete Davidson and I see, you know, a scraggly pasty hunched over guy with shitty tattoos. And I'm like, Hey, what the fuck? That's my beat. What are you doing? (laughs) That's my, that's my territory. Oh, what? You get the fuck Ariana Grande. I've been being a, a hunched over pasty shitty tattoo guy for longer. What the fuck? It's incredible how far he outkicked his coverage with oh, girls. And just continues to all the time. Like fucking Kate Beckinsale and then like someone's like hot model daughter or some shit. And I, I don't know, I don't I'm not a big SNL guy and I haven't really seen much of his stand up. So it took me a while of watching the movie to find the groove and like I didn't I don't know, his like white trash scummy friends and Staten Island and Long Island people just grate on me. Like that, hey, I'm fucking walking over here. Just, ah, that annoys me. So it it had a high hurdle for me to clear, but I ended up liking it. I went to school with them in Queens, and I, looking back on, I kind of miss Long Island and Staten Island people. They're they're fucking interesting. They are a weird group of people, very particular, very specific to their region. It feels like, and it's funny. I've, uh, it feels like a lot of Staten Island are uh, firemen. <laughs> it really yeah, does. Yeah. Like it's that's not a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, um, I thought the girl, the love interest, was fucking awesome. Is she from Staten Island? Like, uh, she could easily be English or Australian, right? Like Margot Robbie pulls off the Brooklyn accent. Like, she was awesome though. I lo- I really liked her. I thought Judd um, Apatow's daughter was really good in it too. Yeah, like as nepotism much as I want to be bummed out. Yeah, as much as I want to be bummed out by that nepotism shit, she she was awesome. She really was. Um, and the younger daughter was really good in love. Like it, it is annoying sometimes seeing people chuck their kids and stuff, but if they got the chops, fuck it, why not? Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna do a good job, there's only some. Then it turns into some hater shit. Oh my god, um, Jeff. So yeah. the Long Island chick. Her name is Belle Powley. I just looked her up. Born March 7th, 1992 in London, England. Right. I just said she could be. Yeah, you don't know their accents shit. Those guys are, you know, everyone else outside of America is good at doing other accents, especially the American accent. And that's a I don't I don't know how hard it is to do accents, but she fucking nailed the Staten Island one. That was awesome. That's awesome. All right. She's English. So even more credit. uh, I'm going to give it. I'm gonna give her even more credit. Um, I was I'm with you on not really. Again, I said I didn't really get Pete Davidson. Took a little while to sink in, even though the opening scene is fucking awesome and just setting the tempo. Like that's important because I don't want to get too spoily, but you know, like Pete Davidson's a complicated dude. He does some fucked up shit, but he's also a cool guy that you're gonna like and you're rooting for him. But like, you need to know fast how tortured he is and the first scene is perfect yeah i Um, mean i can only imagine the horror of your dad dying in 9-11 when you're seven and in the movie his dad didn't die in 9-11 but his dad 
is a firefighter who dies rushing into a building when he was seven. So it's like the same trauma. And I can only, like, I, I looked at the Wikipedia and I guess, like, it fucked him up so bad in real life that, like, he tore the hair out of his own head. Like, he pulled all of his fucking hair out. Yeah. And you, you get that. Like, at first, he's kind of annoying, and you're like, ah, you're just like a lazy piece of shit scumbag, and you have a hard time kind of getting behind the character, but they do a good job of just putting you in his shoes and understanding of going, how going through something like that would just really fuck you up and give you a lot of shit you have to clear out of your life to get through, you know, the arrested development of just being a bum. Yeah. Um, and, and like you, like I had a specific moment where I, I started to really, really like Pete Davidson, this character. And it was the, uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, it was the fighting for tip shit at the, at the restaurant at Kevin Corrigan, who should be in every fucking movie. I love Kevin Corrigan. I fucking love Kevin Corrigan. Uh, at Kevin Corrigan's restaurant, who gives him a job, um, he's a busboy. They, they do this thing where they put on these boxing gloves and fight for a tip. Hulk hands. They make him fight with Hulk hands. Hulk hands. <laughs> and Pete Davidson <laughs> gets his ass whooped <laughs> every time he does. It. And I don't know. It just made me like the character more, right? Because <clears throat> if that guy could fight, he's probably going to be a dangerous human. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly. Yeah. So it's he needed to catch an ass whooping. Also, like the friends, they they if they were in the movie more, they could have gotten annoying. But the amount that they were in the movie, I thought was perfect. And the the Igor shit, I love Young Frankenstein. The Igor shit was hilarious, to dude. Me. That kid, that was such a spot on analogy or, or I, uh, comp. I knew that dude looked familiar, and I looked him up, and it's that um, Moses Arias. He was in um, the Kings of Summer. I, I don't know if you saw that one. It had like Nick Offerman. It was about these kids that like. No. And I vaguely remember it too, because I think they like find a tree fort or they build a tree fort in the forest, and like they become all about it and fight over chicks. But he was in it, and he plays like this kid Bellagio or something, and he's that same like goofy kind of character. Like he's goofy looking and silly, but he was the best part of that fucking movie, and I I liked him in this too. I I I like <laughs> where where he uh. Hmm. I don't want to do spoiler, but he at one point he gets so bummed out at Pete Davidson. Those guys like I regret our friendship. And it was at a point where I was like, yeah, I feel you. I, I regret your friendship, too. Because <laughs> the shit how Bill Burr meets Bill Burr's character meets Marissa Tomei. Bill Burr. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Bill Burr, his character had every white right to whoop Pete Davidson's ass up and down the block. You know, what I mean? just yeah, just obliterate him if he wanted to. But. I, I don't know. I thought everything was well done. You could honestly take Marissa Tomei and put her in Staten Island, and she nails it. Like, she fucking nailed that role. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, I love the movie. I don't even know the other 2020 movies that come out. Like, it's been such a warped year. I can't even put it in the lexicon, but I have it as a 4-7. I, I, I love it. Shit. I really did. Yeah. I, I, I stayed up the whole time. I was I was into it, and Unlike you, my expectations have shrunken of Judd Apatow. I wasn't expecting a lot, and I wasn't 
huge in the Pete Davidson. Love Bill Burr. Love Marissa Tomei. Well, love Bill Burr. Love Marissa Tomei. Um, but I love I, this movie is awesome. I, I love this movie. Wow. See, this is um, a movie I probably will watch again. But on the initial viewing, while I liked it, it did take a while for me to warm up to it. So I had to factor that into my scoring and give it a 3.5. Which is still solid when we do our, you know, our double doubling of scores because we suck, you know, 3.5 out of 5 dicks. But if we were talking 10 dicks here, that means I would suck 7 dicks. It's a lot of dicks going in your mouth. So 3.5 ain't nothing to jack a dick to. I mean, no, I gave it 4.7, you gave it 3.5, so that adds up to 8.2, right? Wait, the average? What are you talking about? You said 10 dicks. How did you get to 10 dicks? Multiply it if you do it instead of... If oh, our scale was 10 instead of 5. Yeah, instead of five. You're a- yeah you're averaging you're 70. I got you. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were averaging us out of the... That was how you got the 10 dicks. You're yeah, yours was like, yours. what, a nine point. A 9.4 out of 10? Yeah. yeah. Well, That's a solid okay, score. So Kevin, you agreed with a lot of my review there, and you nodded. and it's, I thought you were on the same page as me the whole time. Where, where, I mean, 1.5 is a lot of points. Where, where did you take take points away from it? Obviously, it started slow, but... Because it, it did <clears> take heavy... me about 45 minutes to an hour before I really even found myself in sync with the movie. I was like, man, I just don't really know if I give a fuck about anybody in this. So, my thing about Apatow cold opens is aren't most of them like lighthearted? I mean, most of his movies are lighthearted. I don't know. Yeah, I this was definitely the most serious and like probably got the darkest. It grabbed me immediately. I, I'm surprised it didn't have the same effect on you. Like I said, I got, there's it is a movie I'll watch again, and there's a chance. Sometimes on second viewings, scores goes up for me. Sometimes they don't. But we'll see. But for now, yeah, it's a three point five. Yeah, I'm biased. I went to college with those fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast. And if you got uh, a spare second, please go to um, Apple Podcasts or iTunes and hook us up with a subscribe and a five-star review. I saw we recently just got put over the top. We, we've been trying to hit the 500-review benchmark, and last I checked, we were at 502. So thank you, Puminati, and keep them coming if you can. I don't think you teased this in the whole main episode, but we we do a spoiler-filled review of the De, uh, De Five Bloods and the Easter Egg. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned it, right? No, I don't think I don't so. Think yeah, we, we did. didn't mention no. the entire the entire podcast. But yeah, if you want to, uh, again, it's spoiler-filled review in the Easter Egg, but The Five Bloods, a uh, uh, Netflix original Spike Lee movie. Yeah, good catch, Jeff. Um, also, if you need more MSPH in your life, please check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. We're about to do our 126th Patreon podcast. We've been doing it for over two and a half years now. So when you sign up, you get access to the back catalog. You get all that shit. So check it out. Uh, There's two tiers full of kick-ass shit. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Fade the Media. And I don't at, care about my Instagram. <laughs> Please and, follow my other podcast. At MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we didn't have time to get to them today, but if you call 201-472-0139, 
and leave a message after the beep, you could be a part of voicemails. Yay! And if you're uh, phone shy, you can just leave uh, your emails. Send your emails, rather, to madscientist at riotcast.com. You guys got anything else you want to throw in before we wrap up? No, sir. Nope. All right, thanks for listening, friends. But until next time, (gasps) something. Check, check, check. Uh, Can you guys talk again? I want to make sure my levels match yours. Hey, hey. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Jeff's gay. Yo, yo. I'm not gay, and I have some news to share. Really? Easter egg news. Sure. Just something to get the ball rolling here. Okay. I took a shit 10 Good minutes job. ago. Isn't this more like right. main show stuff? No, no, like, no, no, no. Poop is our bread and shit. butter. I took not, a shit not. 10 minutes ago, and I washed not one, but two of my hands. How would well, you both. even wash one hand? Yeah, I would like to understand how you think you would wash just one of them. Yeah, do you I just slap 100% of my hands. Some soap on your hand and then rub it against your butt cheek and then run it under the fountain? I didn't do that. I washed both my hands. I used my other hand and I rubbed them together. And I got <laughs> off all the germs, theoretically. And it's been thank a long time coming. Thank you for finally listening to the CDC. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to thank the uh, the head of the National Institute of Infectious Diseases, <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the head of the F, uh, the CDC, Dr. Robert Redfield, for finally getting through. Oh, somebody somebody did some googling today. I know, <laughs> I know they've been trying for like six or seven months. When did we first talk about the Wuhan flu? It was was that in two thousand nineteen, or did we actually wait until two thousand twenty? I think we. we- talked about we joked about it when it was not serious back around new year's new year's time yeah on the patreon but, show because so, it's it's in one of the episode descriptions saying something about the woohoo virus when we were still calling it the woohoo virus like woohoo yeah. i got a virus well it wasn't much of a we it was you <laughs> you could you didn't really know what wuhan was and you didn't you didn't use google as your friend so you just called it woohoo <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking around, being a jokester, you know, as jokesters do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to uh, do something for the main episode, but I wanted to queue up audio from a tweet. Since I can't load up new buttons, I can just play stuff off of the iPad, off of other mechanisms. You know, like I have the email saved for IMD Boner when Shuddy created that intro and sent it. So every time we play IMD Boner, I have to open that up on the, the mail app and, and play it out of the attachment. See, so we find workarounds. download it and play it out of, like, Winamp or something? Winamp. What is this, fucking 99? You get it on Napster. I don't even know what Winamp is, really. So... Um, it was an MP3. It was an MP desktop MP3 program. Did to you to music. go to college, Jeff? Like, I feel like Winamp was like eighty percent of college. Actually, that's joke. That's a joke. Drinking was eighty percent of college. Winamp was fifteen. When I was there, we did a uh, little bit of LimeWire, but then Morpheus. But I what did you the- listen to it on? iTunes. Hi, what is your name? Whoa. My name is Ben. 
that is loud. Okay, glad I tested that out a little bit. Let me try and... Oh, man, the only volume options are on or off. <laughs> fucking, fucking poopy, poopy, poopy What's your ass. problem? What's your fucking problem? Let me make sure. Back off, you man. Oh, you want I'm a scientist. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. I think you're all salty. fucked in the head. Come here, Salty. You are a fart factory. Oh, my God. Hey. Say hi to Jeff and Kevin. I'm going to get it all up in MJ? your bag. It sure is. Do the sound effects sound like a good volume to you? Hi, fellas. Yes, they do. Yeah. Alejandro Gonzalez in Aritu. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Man, I tell so... you what, I've been watching, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm, Working, sending emails, doing something where I need background noise, I'll put on The Office or Parks and Rec because I've seen all the episodes so many times. It's kind of just like a warm audio blanket. But I saw they put Community up on Netflix. And I watched Community when it aired. Actually, my fucking... Of all people, my mom tipped me off on Community. She's like, this show's funny as hell. You got to check this out. The first couple of seasons of that show are stellar. Yeah, and right man, back. I forgot just how epically upper echelon, top tier, genius level, funny Chevy Chase is in that show. Like supposedly, I remember you mentioned this back yeah, in the day. He was supposedly just an utter nightmare, and I hear he's just you know uh, a cocksucker of of epic pro- proportions, but. You know, I could show you a very nice painting, and you'd say, that's a nice painting. And would be like, oh, yeah? The guy who painted it? Serial killer. It's like, all right, guy's a piece of shit, but he did great work. And I, I feel like you can feel that way about Chevy Chase, if you so yeah, wish. Yeah, I'm used to turning my head on shittiness for sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is nothing new to Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, you know, if we want to be real, Snoop Dogg got charged with murder back in the day. I mean, that's true. I was quick to forgive. Yeah. I'll tell you that. But holy shit, is Chevy Chase just knocks it out of the fucking park. He doesn't have a huge part of every episode, but when when he talks, when he gets a joke in, you can tell they like land. the nuance. Like he knows every little bit of emphasis, every pause, everything is just masterfully calculated. It is just I'm in awe watching him at work on that show. He was incredibly difficult to work with though, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what we were Isn't just talking that? about. Oh, sorry. He's supposedly just a giant jerk off. Like in all aspects of life. <laughs> but but uh holy fuck, watch community and just watch watch somebody at the top of their craft at work. My can goodness. he get anything on a Mount Rushmore? Like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a Mount Rushmore mo- Christmas movie, right? Yeah. Yes. And possibly the best Christmas movie. I mean, I think it is. So that goes I'm a inclined long way. to go along with you on that. Yeah, and I don't have any ill will towards uh, Chevy Chase. Definitely not enough to take down National Lampoons. No. So no, I mean he's he's uh he's given a lot to comedy and to the to the culture, as the kids would say. So Caddyshack. I can't fully hate on him, but it sucks that he's kind of a pain in the ass because he probably. I mean, like you said, I, I how long ago was Community? I think because what happened was they got. 
like canceled off of network TV, and then I think Yahoo picked them up because what was they? They even had a slogan that they mentioned on the show. Like they broke the fourth wall a lot. Like seven seasons in a movie, six seasons in a movie, something like that. But they got taken off of network TV one season before they hit that goal, and Yahoo picked them up to f- do their final season. But I don't think they ever did a community movie. I could be wrong. It was just like I'm not gonna fucking watch a show on Yahoo. And I think at that point the cat was out of the bag about Chevy Chase, and I don't. Chevy Chase wasn't even on the show at that point. Yeah, I think they took him off. He was only in the first few seasons. Well, I guess the point that I was trying to make is that Chevy Chase seemingly still has it. So if he wasn't a dick, he could still be doing awesome shit. Yeah, but he's just a dick, and it's kind of a bummer. Cause yeah, I, I like I like Chevy Chase the actor, so. I'm yeah, not, I'm I with wish you. he wasn't a dick. I saw Christmas Vacation in the theater, and I remember for some reason that that scene where he sprays the um, the cereal preservative spray on the bottom of of the uh, the saucer and flies down the hill. Like <laughs> you watch that today, and that's probably the least funny scene in the movie. But as a kid, I couldn't contain myself. Like I was out of breath laughing so hard. And Dude. now I watch it as an adult, and then I laugh that hard at other parts of it. That I didn't get as a kid. Just the him with the Christmas tree. That movie starts out just on fire. Yeah. Him, him, they get to the Christmas tree and he's like, I don't, Russ is like, I don't think that could fit in our yard, dad. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, did you bring a chainsaw? And essentially this fool rips the tree out of the ground, which is, you know, it's not going to happen, but it was hilarious. And then he. Then after he unwraps the tree in his house and it just fucking like breaks the window, he's like, it's, it's full. It's a little sappy. <laughs> just, dude, I'm, I'm like crying at that point. <laughs> and then it just gives you like those warm, fuzzy feelings when they have like legitimate, heartfelt family moments. It's just start to finish a fucking triumph of a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's I think I don't think I'm getting too far ahead of myself by calling it a five dicker. Right? Oh, easily a no. five dicker. Yeah. I, I fucking love that, and yeah, it's just a bummer. But I bring it. I bring it with me when I go visit my family. I'll bring like a Blu-ray or DVD of it, and we all watch it like Christmas Eve. Yeah, I, th- I have it on DVD. I'm ha- I've had it on VHS. I think I have the digital copy on one of the apps, Amazon or fucking whatever. Well, speaking about stre- streaming things, before we kick off, we got a um, an Easter egg movie to review. Correct? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> Which one? It was the Bloods, right? Yeah, the Five Bloods. Shuddy didn't want to. He, he couldn't buy uh, King of Staten Island, or didn't feel like it, right? No, I, it wasn't. Um, Sharon and I decided to watch one last night, and I asked Kevin which of the two he would recommend if I was only going to get to watch one before tonight, and he recommended the Five Bloods. Really interesting, Kevin. I said, interesting. You that way you don't have to spend twenty dollars. And I honestly did like the Five Bloods a little bit more than I liked um, King of Staten Island. Oh wow, this is interesting to me. All right, uh, it was like City Slickers meets Dead Presidents. <laughs> have you ever seen Dead Presidents? Yeah. When I was younger, yeah. It's been a I while. Fucking love Dev- Dead Presidents. Love it. So I, I, you, I, I'm ju- just judging by your reaction, Jeff. You didn't seem to like it very much. 
I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I, I really like King of Staten Island and we'll, we'll save that for the main episode. Right. So, yeah, uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, they, they, the premise was awesome. Old war buddies, right. Going on a treasure hunt in the jungle. And, you know, you got, and the we probably should let people know we're going to be spoilery with it in case anybody cares. That's why it's in the Easter egg, everybody. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a movie about you know five well what is it four uh, Vietnam vets that were on the same team together black dudes that uh, connect fifty years later uh, in Vietnam to search for a tra- uh, the treasure that they left behind along with their dead other Bloods member um, or Vietnam you know partner soldier played by Chadwick Boseman yeah. What was, what was his name? Norman in it, right? Yeah, it was Norman, Norman Norman. Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. Um, one of the things I deducted points on was his eventual ending. And seeing that, that was just absurd. You didn't um, like that he got taken out by Friendly Fire? No. No. Because just those guys were were badasses. Like, they were bad motherfuckers. And then like when the shit got real and like the last gun battle... Though Delroy Lindo wasn't in there, um, for reasons we'll get into, but those guys were that was a sick gun battle, and they were capable as old dudes, they were badasses, right? Well, and, it's, I mean, old dudes, like they just didn't de age them for the flashbacks. No, he means in the last, oh, 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 fight scene. okay, gotcha, yeah, so like. They're competent, but the way that guy gets killed by friendly fire is just like, like Delroy Lindo fucking spazzed. He spazzed, all right? Like he just like screams and turns around and is firing an assault rifle inside of his own fucking like helicopter. It's ridiculous. And it's like things like that, that it's, that it's hard to like overlook. Like one of the, I, really the main issue in this whole thing is that I feel like there was too many plot lines going on. I mean, I have flashbacks to Nam with Norman, the father-son dynamic with with Delroy Lindo and his kid, PTSD, jungle treasure hunt, which is a thing, right? I mean, you got snakes and crazy shit yeah. in the Vietnam jungle. You got the elements of all that. Love children. Landmines. Yeah, love children. Love uh, children. Double crosses, it connects. <laughs> friendly fire like it's just like a fat john reno um <laughs> fucking fat john reno <laughs> you know those attempted meet cutes between the landmine heiress and delroy lindo's son like it it felt very disjointed to me like there was too much going on mm-hmm. and nothing i, I you know, I like the vis- some of the visual stuff. Like I really, I really enjoyed the scene where the kid was attempting to extort them for a share, or he was going to report Delroy Lindo, so he had, got shipped back to the states and they couldn't do it. And when you were looking at him, you could tell like they were looking down on him. And when it would flip to his point of view, they were looked like they were adults chastising a child. I hear what you're saying. Uh, the fact that they I don't know what if it would have been worse if they would have de-aged them versus not de-aging them. 
They they need to. They you got to do. You either have to gamble on de aging, which I don't like, or you need to find flashback actors. You can't do a flashback scene where two of the guys have gray beards. That can't. That cannot happen. <laughs> I'm ser- seriously. Am I am I wrong to think that? Like that can't happen. That's that's like. That's just lazy. That's it lazy. was bizarre. I did find it weird, but that was kind of one of the reasons why I liked it. Like, same reason why I liked King of Staten Island, which you've already heard us discuss, even though it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I like that it was kind of a non-traditional story. I like when these directors reach a point where they don't have to follow the Hollywood template. They don't have to follow the, the textbook screenplay story structure. You can just tell a story and be weird with it. And I, you know, I don't know. I watch a fuckload of movies, so when, when someone does something different, it's like, ah, this is kind of a breath of, breath of fresh air. I dig this. I thought they had seven or eight awesome storylines in there. But, you, I mean, come on. Like, get it done <laughs> at four. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I That's guess. My, that I was guess. my thing. Because I know, I like the, the characters the, a lot. I liked I liked how deep they made them by introducing all these like these uh, you know, side stories and love children and oh surprise, your kid tracked you here. <laughs> and Delroy Lindo was a Trump supporter. I I really like that to be honest. No, I mean it but it was like just the di- diversity of the group and it itself, just wasn't right? really talked about other very much at all. Hmm. The 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 stuff that they threw in, like the actual real footage, like everybody's seen that picture of like that Vietnamese hostage with a revolver to his head. I've never seen that full clip before, where they actually pulled Neither the trigger. And, did I? And the blood was oh. splurting out of the side of his head as he fell to the ground. That was tough. My God. Yeah. Didn't the photo win like a Pulitzer Prize or something like that? I'd imagine it's one of the more so. famous photos of the 20, 20th century. And then they yeah, show I've they show a fucking picture clip. of a baby whose face was like blown off. Like that was yeah. fucking harsh. Man. And on a, I liked all that stuff. Like Spike Lee mixing in the old, like, you know, like old news footage, the the stuff with Martin Luther King and 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 Muhammad Ali. I liked all that. I did. And I I really liked Delroy Lindo's character being MAGA because that's how it is in real life in the sense that, like, dude, this guy fought in the Vietnam War. His 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 attitude and his view of things are going to be very unique and particular. And that dynamic was good. And I like how, you know, they thought he was crazy, but he was still the homie. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, Have I had in my notes that, that he's he's the Jeff Clark of the group. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. That's fair. Yep. Always, like, losing his temper and flipping out on people. And everybody's like, dude, chill. Just fucking chill. Yeah. And I like his son that had the chance to be a shitty character. I really like that character. Actually. Yeah. I just, yeah, he was annoying at first. Him and the French girl sucked. I thought that sucked. Yeah, that was like, she's all like, Oh, you're, were you just talking to me because you wanted to get a hookup or because you were interested in me in the bar? Like what? I'm on vacation, bitch. You know what it is? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, Maybe not everybody's as as cruel hearted as you are, Jeff Clark. I guess, but it was just it was inauthentic <laughs> conversation. Like get the, right. you guys met at a bar. Like you, and now my father's got you hostage. Yeah, no, I'm not thinking about marrying you. Man, I I really liked Otis and that actor too. The, I like Clark Peters very much. The acting in this was out of control. So fucking good. He's awesome. 
been great in everything. He was amazing in The Wire. Is he in 25th Hour? Is he the the cop that's inve- interrogating Ed Norton? I got to pull it up on IMDb. I think I know who you're talking about. You said Clark Peters? Yes. Clark with a C. Nope, with an E at the end. Oh, okay, boy. I'm going to pull him up right now. Because I think I know who you're talking about. But, you know, one of the Bloods. They were all awesome. Yeah. I thought the whole Norman character was a little goofy. But I understand, you know, the whole... A Chadwick Boseman's the biggest it star in the movie. And sounded I, like he was doing the Chikala voice some points when he was talking. It I I don't know. Well you thought he reverted <laughs> to Black Panther in the in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That raspy voice like this. I don't know. I kept. Oh, oh, okay. Artist. I really liked uh, who the other guy was. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Melvin. I like that dude. Yes. Yeah, Let's... they all kicked ass. And man, that was tough when that dude got blown up by the landmine too. Like, that, oh shit. That part, I. That was kind of where I checked out. See, that was gross. What were you too like, high but... for it, Shuddy? Turn into no, a saw movie. It, was, it it was done so comically, like it felt <laughs> so tonally off from the rest of the movie. Just like most of the score did. What the Marvin Gaye? What? What you didn't like the Marvin Gaye? No, no, just no, like the background music when they were like walking through the jungle, not the oh. actual soundtrack. The the musical score. Okay. Um, it just felt that so tone off. It was. I was just like, I, I can't take this movie seriously with this trauma style blood spurting out of these very fake looking prosthetics. <laughs> that was like, crazy because like he steps on the landmine and blows up, and like well, you knew it was coming. The staggering you... back made absolutely no sense. Yeah, I mean, the, the second that scene started, you're like, oh, this motherfucker stepping on a on a landmine. Uh, I just kept waiting for the landmine thing to happen through like the second they got in the jungle. I was like, someone's stepping on a landmine. <laughs> but like when that's when he started talking, I'm like, oh, it's him, it's him. And like it, the way the explosion looked, it looked like he just vaporized, like chunks yeah. of him flying all over the place. He was just destroyed. And then all of a sudden, he's there with no arms, no legs, and his guts hanging out. Yeah, and I was like, kind oh. of vaporized, <laughs> kind of kind of vaporized. I didn't get the core too much. But the limbs, <laughs> peace out. Uh, I, I 100% agree with Shuddy. I, I actually, so, and, and I got to deduct a point on this. Partially, it's my fault, but this is kind of where I fell asleep and I had to pick it up the next day. Um, and I just thought that part was just, it was ridiculous. And they, the group of dudes really handled the death of their homie in the jungle by a landmine land pretty well. It, yeah. it, it, they, they, After they all at the beginning of the movie hit the deck over firecrackers, the landmine exploding, an actual death explosion, they just shake it off immediately. Well, they didn't yeah, even we'll, have time to we'll process give my it. Cut. <laughs> well, because they didn't even have time to, to process it because David stepped on a landmine immediately after, and then they had to like devise a plan to save him. So they didn't even get really get a chance to process it. It just went from one horrible I, thing yeah. to the next. 
And I, I just found it very... I don't know how likely it is that four 70-year-old men are going to go back into the Vietnamese jungle uh, the same type of badass commandos they once were 50 years ago. Well, yeah, yeah they weren't they because that that's oil why... Oil drillers couldn't fucking spin an asteroid in half and save the universe or save America and Earth, but they did. It always has to go back to Armageddon, doesn't it? We can't have a conversation about anything without Armageddon coming up. It's the ultimate bro movie, and it's the greatest <laughs> blockbuster film ever. Yeah, I am going to bring it up as much as possible. I mean, yeah, I, I got that same thing, too. Like, some of those dudes, like, the dude who stepped on the landmine, they constantly ripped on him for being, like, pigeon-toed. And it's like, all right, well, this guy's really going to survive another trip through the jungles of Vietnam. And he didn't. Yeah. Just and, about all of them didn't. And, uh, like... It just, they're walking with the bags full of stuff, the bags full of gold, was so, it was... Impossible. I'll say it for you. No, it wasn't even impossible, but just the way they were walking made no physical sense whatsoever. Like, uh, it, it looked so fake. I hear you. Whereas yeah. if, you know, they're not putting... 150 pounds of weight in a backpack that Delroy Lindo is going to walk around carrying. Uh, so they were trying to look like they were carrying weight, and it just it looked terrible. So, in conclusion, what did you guys rate it? How about John Reno, by the way? Real quick, a French a French white guy with a MAGA hat has to be the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, and he well, even he had, had that he had a pussy ass gun. He had that hat because the Vietnamese guy took it off of Delroy Lindo when they killed him. No, I get it, but and it was just to show that he was dead. I know, I know, I get it. I'm just saying, him wearing it was fucking whack, dude. Yes. He was, he was a, in that sense though, it was a good villain. Um, yeah, I, 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 even when like the first time he popped up, I'm like, I'm like, wow, this, this French fucker, this French fatty looks a little bit like John Reno, and then I, I was like, oh my god, it fucking is him. Man, yeah, he, got he was gigantic. like your uh, token French dude for like the '90s. Yeah, he's been hanging out with Gerard Depardieu too much. This guy's got to <laughs> fucking switch over to some diet snails. It's, we have wine and cheese the whole time. We get it. You guys like to live. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys scoring? Um, I have to. I have to dock at points for falling asleep. And like I said, there's just too much going on. The black Vietnamese interracial woman. You could give me a whole fucking series about that. I'm fascinated. <laughs> what was her life like? Oh my god. You know. I mean, it didn't from sound her, like it was too great. I know it sounded pretty horrible, actually. It from, sounded pretty horrible, but yet they're in a penthouse apartment, so something must have somewhere gone right. She's about to come up on a gold inheritance, so she's gonna ultimately win in this story in the long run. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, I give it a three point three. Right, I can't honestly respect. say I'm gonna watch it again. Um, I do like the flashback and how they narrowed the lens and made it easy, you know, which they really needed to because Delroy Lindo looked 70 in Vietnam. So that was a bummer. 
But otherwise, what do you think, Shuddy? Two seven five. I really, I it oh, felt damn. a lot longer than it was. See, I finished it. I mean, I I started it watching it on the bike, and then when I finished, when I hit my ten, eleven miles, whatever I did, I just hopped off, got got a shower in, and then and then finished it. But I dug it. I um I I'll give it three point seven five. I rounded it up for letterbox D, because you can't do increments of of point two five. So I guess in reality, I gave it a three point eight. Oh, I thought you rounded up to four. I did. So maybe, I don't know, does five hundredths of a point really matter? Three seven five to three eight? Well, is that what it says on letterbox D? No, you can only do half or four, yeah. So, yeah, so, all right, letterbox D, you gave it four. What do you give it in here? I'll go 3.8. I dug it. But like you said, it's not something I'm ever going to watch again, but... I was engaged throughout it. Thought it was cool. Yeah. I liked the characters. Story was interesting. Acting was awesome. Like to me, if you just do a little bit of like, I like the kid Delroy Lindo's kid. So bring him in there, and you need to have a little backstory there. And I don't hate an introduction of one of these other things, but like, let's just keep it Band of Bros, Black Homies treasure hunt in vietnam and you got a banger and they just they they did too much i think spiked it fair enough fair enough all right should we kick this fucker off um yeah or we can just los angeles california we are the mad scientist party hour (laughs) 